Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your hosts, Joe and Tom. This week's episode, Top 10 Worker Placement Games for the Average Joe's. Every month, Unbox and Game is giving away $1,000 worth of board games, and I'm going to go over the multiple ways you can enter and how it works and what you can win. First, let's go over the ways you can enter. There are three ways you can enter. You can sign up for, the, for one of their membership programs and get automatic entries every single month, as well as other benefits such as VIP gift cards to their online store and automatic entries into all of their single game board game giveaways. The VIP gift card is a member benefit I want to go over in a little more detail. Every month you're an active VIP member, you will receive a VIP gift card up to $15 depending on your membership level. So let's say you are a Platinum VIP member and get a $15 VIP gift card. You can use that card on anything you want on their site. Now for the best part, any unused balance carries over from month to month and is added to your new VIP card, you get emailed to you. The second way you can enter is by shopping at their store, unboxinggame.com. You can pick up some board game merchandise from them and get one entry for every dollar you spend. A few examples are like shirts, pins, stickers, drink coasters, a lot of things. Lastly, you can mail in an entry. Details are on the official rules on their website. Now let's discuss how this sweepstakes works. Every month after drawing, after the drawing period ends, all entries are sent to a third-party sweepstakes administrator who makes sure all the entries are eligible and then randomly selects a winner. Next, Unboxing Game notifies the winner, who then gets a $1,000 gift certificate to Cool Stuff Inc., Card House, or Game Nerds. Then the winner goes on a $1,000 shopping spree at one of those online stores, picking up $1,000 worth of board games of their choice. Finally, Unboxing Game does the whole thing over again next month. So what are you waiting for? Get your entries in today and secure your chance to win. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. And today we're going to start with discussing what we've gotten. Yeah. 
Might as well. That's a good way to go. So what have you what have you picked up in the last week? I actually not very much, but I did pick I got uh, Hero Realms. Yeah, Kickstarter. One of my last Kickstarters came in. It was Hero Realms. Um, and I do not remember which exp- it's an expansion to the Hero Realms games. It, it was it included a boxed expansion and I wanna say maybe eight different packs uh, that go along with it that you have to play with the base game. Uh, but it was one of my last Kickstarters that I'm looking forward to getting. And uh, it looks like it'll be really fun. I haven't played it yet. Kind of looked through it a little bit. And I also have to find my Hero Realms big box because I have the big box. So then I can incorporate it into that. Okay. What and else? then the other game I got, and I think it's going to be on your list of games you got. What? Is the game No Island Dice. No, not Island <laughs> Dice. Oh, my God, no. If I got that again, I'd probably be so sad. Okay. No, what we got it? Nomopolis. Uh, which is a worker placement style game with a gnome theme. Um, it says a gnome building game. A gnome building game. It's kind of a yeah. It's almost like a bag builder, but instead of a bag, you use cups uh, to draw your gnomes. And it's it was it's an interesting looking game. It just looked like the mechanics were stuff I liked. You're trying to acquire uh, buildings. The first to six wins, uh, but you need to meet manage your meep, your meeples, which are gnomes. Your noble your nobles. And you have an armadillo. There's a really cool armadillo uh, meeple. So that was that was one of the other things that made me want to get it, was the armadillo meeple. That is a big, chunky meeple. It's a big, chunky armadillo meeple. Anything else? That's all I've got. That's I haven't picked up anything since then. Okay. So Pinopolis, but that we talked about that last For week. me, I picked up uh, an order from uh, Unbox and Game. So I got some t-shirts, some stickers, some coasters, uh, some pins. I shared it with my buddy Tom. I guess I didn't talk about that stuff. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of things I've actually acquired like for money and stuff. So uh, I'm actually wearing one right now, yeah. uh, Unboxing Game. It's got a cool color scheme to it. It's I got the, like it. uh, the orange lettering and then blue t-shirt behind it. Yep. kind of makes that lettering pop. So, um, And then uh, I ordered... A few games of Brigada. I got six of those, so we will be giving one away on an upcoming podcast. Yep. Uh, I ordered six copies of Fences, so we will be giving one of those away on an upcoming podcast, or maybe this podcast. Or maybe I don't this know. Podcast? Who knows? Yeah, yeah it could be. Um, and then we, well, I, I did a an order from um, Deep Water Games. Oh yeah. I actually did a couple, but one came this this week. Uh, so that was the stimulus order. That's actually the second time I've ordered from them in the last month yeah, or so. Yeah, the first one was the <laughs> was the welcome to set. Right? Yeah, yeah, yep. So I've ordered three times now from them, and so we'll be giving some of those away uh, in upcoming podcasts. Um, but I ordered uh, Hanamakoji, Herbalism, Jixia uh, Academy, Jixia, yeah, something like that. Just Shadows here. in Kyoto. That one looks interesting. Crows Overkill. Mysteries of the Temples. Sorcerer and Stones. Roundhouse. And those were the ones from Deepwater Games. And then I also picked up Nomopolis yeah. with uh, <laughs> the help of Tom. He, he We got it out at Game Chest. Game Chest, yeah, up here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. How does that work now, since they're kind of not open, but they are? Um, basically, they are open. You can They have an online presence, which I think is gamechess.com or Sioux Falls gamechess.com. 
Um, you can call them and order games. They'll go into some descriptions for you of what the games are. You tell them what kind of game you like. They'll tell you if they've got anything that would match that. Uh, they actually do some deliveries, or you can stop in and pick them up. Okay. Okay. So they're open for pickup. You also got another one, too, looks like. Oh, yeah. Uh, welcome to <laughs> Las Vegas. That one looks really good. Uh, so we have not unboxed that one or anything, so maybe we'll do that next Saturday. That seems like it might be a, an unboxing video yeah. for Facebook. So, so that, that, one's, uh, that one's off to the edge of the table. So that's a... Uh, I was pretty happy about that one. Yeah, that so. looks really neat. It's, I've seen a couple playthroughs on Board Game Geek and some other places, and it looks like it's a good one. So that's all I... I mean, that's all I really got other yeah, than... Yeah, you got quite a yeah, bit. I just got two. I did. Yeah, I got two. Yeah, but I've been working a ton. So you have been. That's the other thing. Like, for me, um, I put in 160 hours oh, in two weeks. jeez. <laughs> I so, thought I was an essential worker. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I go in, uh, start my day a little before 5 a.m., and then um, sometimes I don't get done until, well, I've worked till midnight, Ugh. and then get up in the morning... 5 a.m. Yeah. again? Yeah. So, and that does not include the drive home or making myself anything to eat because I don't eat all day long. And, oh, boy. Yeah. So, it gets to be long days. Um, so, uh, another thing is, like, when we give away these giveaways, uh, I am trying to get them out as soon as I can. Yep. So, it might take a week or so for me to get them in mail. Just be patient with me. Um I have to do that in my free time. Right. And <laughs> do let us know when you get them, just so we know they got Yeah, them. we love to see pictures. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you don't mind, we'll put them on Facebook of, of you getting it or whatever. So uh, all of the baby onesies went out this, uh, well, they went out yesterday. So yep. you should be receiving them this week. Uh, I think Wednesday, Thursday was kind of the latest. Uh, I finally sent out the promos for, um, oh, what was that? Yeah. Uh, well, one of the promo sets. Go uh, back and listen to the old podcast. Yeah. you'll hear which ones. They were. Um, we those got sent out, and then um, I'll be sending out Robinson Crusoe today or tomorrow. So I just had to get a box for that one. Um, other than that, everything else has been sent out, and then we will be sending the Isle of the Cats to our winner. Yep, which was Brian Jack. Yay. So, yes, we had some entries in that one. Um, lot great of great cat pictures. Yes. Thank you really for Really cute uh, cat pictures. Tom really liked that. You can just keep sending cat pictures. I'm okay with that. Yes. Uh, he won't make a collage and then I won't. poster his walls. Well, but... can't guarantee that part. Yeah, so he's a weirdo. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, and then uh, Randy won our promo for the Teotihuacan. I believe yep. that is it Teotihuacan. Te, I I've always I've heard it Teotihuacan. T T ha ha. Yeah, and it's Teotihuacan something <laughs> something of the city guys. of the ancients. City of the ancients. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we are actually giving away uh, three more promos for this podcast. So all you have to do is send us an email at average joe's gaming podcast at outlook com, and we have three promos. You want to tell us those three promos? Uh, one of them is for a game called Aegis, which I've heard of. But I've never played. It looks like it is a character card, maybe. L Gel Ion Awakening. So I don't know what kind of card. I honestly don't know the game, so I don't know. Uh, another one for a game called Bunny Kingdom. And that looks like it is some kind of power-up card. Because, again, I've seen the game, never played it. Or if I have played it, it's been a really long time since I have. Uh, Bun Leon, like uh, Napoleon, only Bun... Bonolian. There it is. Napoleon yep. Bonolian. He got it. <laughs> uh, eight carrots if you have the Fief 
with the most territories. So it is some kind of power-up card. <clears throat> and then the game Western Legends. Uh, a game I, again, know of, but have never played. Uh, it says, there would be blood, one man would be the victor, and with him, the scales would tip. It's the man in black. So place the man in black in the same space as the sheriff. The first player draws three fight cards for the sheriff. The other players draw three, far car three fight cards for the man in black. The man in black fights the sheriff, ignoring all text on played fight cards. If the man in black wins, wanted players and the man in black gain one LP. If the sheriff wins, martial uh, players gain one LP and the man in black loses one LP. So it must be a character, but I honestly don't know again. I mean, three games I've heard of, three games I've never played. I don't know if you played Bunny Kingdom. I have. We actually played it on Geekway. That's uh, that was the one I, thing. Don't don't cry. Don't no, cry. No, no. I just remember okay. that I don't think I liked it because I don't know that we had the rules down real. Concisely. Yeah, we played uh, a four-player game of that. Yeah. I, so I kind of. So remember. I did horribly in that game. I don't think I did much better. Probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did play that uh, a couple kinda, years yeah. back. Now that you're saying that, I do remember. That's where I was thinking we played it was was Geekway. And I don't know if I want to talk about Geekway. <laughs> I don't know if any of you know, but Geekway got canceled, and and uh, I had signed up at the Patreon level, so that means I do get an opportunity to sign up at the Patreon level again next year, which it'll be in May next year. Um, so I'm going to do that, and I will be going to Geekway next year because it is one of the more fun conventions. But now, not this year. Not this year. Okay, nope, they canceled it. So now our only hope for conventions is the average Joe conventions. So. Yes. Uh, which is which October. I mean obviously there's other conventions but the one we well, care about <laughs> they're really ca they're really canceling a lot of I know but uh, um, <clears throat> Origins got rescheduled it did get rescheduled so and that's How about in, uh, uh, the big one in August Gen Con? Gen Con I don't believe that's been canceled yet or or rescheduled as far as I know yeah I haven't heard anything about it either I've got some friends who are going so I will have to check with them to see if they can tell me sometime um, and then Austicon in Austin Minnesota has been canceled at this time. Uh, they're looking at a possible rescheduling for either later May or later in the year. Uh, but for me, unfortunately, it has been canceled because, well, all Getting my time, time off, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, you know, I have 20-some employees, and they all want time off, and yep. we're almost halfway through the year. So for me, I plan my vacations a year in advance. Yeah. So it's just the easiest way to do it. And so Austicon is off the books for me. Geekway is off the books. So for me, the only fun I have to look forward to is obviously game days yep. on, on the, my weekends because obviously I work. Um, and then Average Joe's Con. So that's the one that's going to, that, I guess now we're looking forward to that one because that's the close one. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. First yep. year for it. Yes, first year. Try and make it the best we can make it. So. Yep. So hopefully that actually happens. Um, We'll just keep you posted on that. We have a location. We have a date. It's October 3rd and 4th. Uh, other than that, everything's kind of up in the air right now. Yeah, So everything's up in the air for everything. Yep. Uh, when this quarantine is done, I will be hosting public game days. Uh, I'm going to get a hold of uh, the the hall and tea, and I think we're going we're gonna to start doing those once yeah. a month. That's Probably a, the first or second weekend of the month. Kind of a neat place to do games because yep. it's open. And that's actually where I started. Yeah. So. Yep. It's open and it's got a lot of tables. Uh, you can separate enough so that you can play separate games without interfering with other yep. people's games. 
Full kitchen, is, two bathrooms. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Yeah, pretty nice location. Yep. So uh, we'll move into games we played. All right. Uh, well, what was the f- first one? Was Tang Garden? Tang Garden. Yep. Tang Garden. Uh, I don't remember who. That's the one I kickstarted. It's kind of a tile placement. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of other mechanics that are important in it. But well, you you've got your tile placement. Um, you're going you do several several different actions. You can go through the um, the cards yeah. where you can place out well, you fish can either, you can or build a garden or decorate the garden. Yeah, those are your two your two mandatory actions. And then you or have, pick a character. Well, that's you, a that's a that's an optional action yep. actually. But yes, once you get to the ability to do it, you can do a. a you can pick another character, and you place either that character or one of your other characters out into the garden, and they have specific things they want to look at for end game scoring. Yep, it's kind of a neat little game. And the scenery changes because as you place a tile, you might place one on a token, and that yep. token might uh, have you place a scenery. Right. So there's large scenery and small scenery. So for instance, you have a character that maybe wants to see animals. So what you're going to do is try and figure out a way to get a lot of animals in one area. There's a little symbol on each of these scenery tokens or pieces and so then that's so when you it's time to place your character you want to face him towards the animals yep or in my case i had one that wanted to see dragons yes so i tried to make sure the dragon tiles were in a place where if i set that guy down he'd be able to look at the dragon tiles so it's a it's a it's an interesting game i kickstarted it. it came with two expansions which one was the ghost stories expansion yeah and that was looks pretty cool. And the other one, I can't remember what it's called. The yeah, bigger, I'm not sure. The bigger expansion, but they, basically, expansions included more cards, uh, more characters, and a couple of different mechanics or different. Cool first player token. Yeah, really that cool metal first coin. Player. Yep. Yes. So it was a, it was a neat Kickstarter. It's a beautiful game. Yeah. Uh, the the pavilions. Uh, you got three P- D yep. pavilions. Yep. You have 3D trees, and you have yep. to place them on, like the pavilions, you have to place them on a rock symbol. The uh, the trees, you have to place them on a, a forest green, green or a, symbol. a leaf symbol. It, come, it comes with flower, different flowers, birds, yep. uh, fish, and bridges. Yeah, and then you've got your, uh, your people, and the people you would place when you're able to, you'll place them on a, a different little symbol. It's like a circle that's... That signifies you have to place them here, and then you can choose which direction you want to place them at that time. And then so you... to see which part of the garden they want to see. Uh, the figures are unpainted. One of the things that drew me to the game was the figures, because I do like to paint figures. I just have to wait until my Blood Bowl team is painted. And yeah, when's I that can... going to get done? Uh, well, I've got one piece done. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> so you're almost done. I'm seven away. Wow. Yeah. Feel like you could finish that tonight? I could. Okay. I could. Yeah, but not gonna. Well, then after that, I think I have my scythe extra scythe miniatures that I have to finish and Yeah, so you've yeah. you've got some painting to do. I actually have two Blood Bowl teams too. Wow. Yeah. The dwarves and the rats. So now I would actually probably look at these being my first project when I get my paint area all set up. But you've already started the other I one. Have, yeah. But I'm gonna put them away. Do something else. So what would you rate that game? Uh Ten Gardens right now, I think <clears throat> On the average Joe's rating scale, I would go with the Joe Cool. I'd go with the Joe Cool. I think with more plays, it could move up to at the very least a smoking Joe, and maybe depending on how many you know how. Once we get the rules down for sure, once we have some strategies figured out, 
It could move all the way up to a Joe Tacular. Okay, wow. But right now it's Joe Cool. All right, so you gave it a Joe Cool, which Correct. is right at the middle of the, the scale yep. there. It's basically a three. Um, I liked the tiling components. I uh, really liked the the trees and the pavilions yeah. and the bridges. I think those are awesome. The well, miniatures this, are really cool. It's a Kickstarter edition, so I don't know that you get the pavilions and the bridges and that stuff. Well, what I played, I yeah. really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I would I would definitely play this again when it comes out. Yep. Um, I'm I, I would give it a a, a smoke of Joe. Wow, you liked it? I really did enjoy that game. Yeah, it was it's fun. It is fun, but like I say, I think it's gonna take a couple more plays for me to move it up a little bit. I would I would definitely recommend you checking out Tangard if you, if you have not. Definitely. So, Beautiful um, game. It's a very ho, 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 ho. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the ho, 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 Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. It's just beautiful game. Then we played a game that is an older game, but has been re-released into something utterly amazing. Island Dice. Island Dice. Was... <laughs> I'm sorry. No. What I meant to say was Twilight Imperium. No. Oh, okay. And that's also not it. Okay. Yeah, definitely not it. Okay. Uh, Glenmore Two Chronicles. So. I have the original Glenmore by Ravensburger. Which we played. One of the first games we've ever played together. Great game. I love the theme. My copy is actually in German, so we have a translated <clears throat> version of the rules, uh, and then the cards as well, the tiles. The new Glenmore Chronicles does not have to be translated because it's in English, Yay. and it's by Fun Tales. Um, it is an awesome game. It takes everything that was already awesome in Glenmore... And adds a whole new board to it, whole new element, and just makes that already great game so much cooler. It was it was pretty fun. So you've got this rondelle, and you have different tiles on there of people and locations. Um, the locations when you put your meeple on there, which are Scotsmen. Yep. Uh, when you put All your meeple counts. on there, yes. You have you take that tile, and so if it's a if it's a landmark tile of a building or whatever, you'll add it to your tableau. Yeah, your area. So you're and you can only build next to a building that has a Scotsman on it. And if it's a river tile, like it has a river running through it, you have to add it to those river areas. Yep. And your starting tile is a village and a castle. Yes. And it does have rivers running through both those. It's one tile basically too wide. That's your center. That's your center, and it has uh, rivers running through it. So you're always going to have two places for rivers and four places for other things. And if you get a person, that's where you play off the other board. So you have these little uh, circles that have your... Tartan. Yeah, your tartan. And so you will pay the road cost, that's basically your tax, to go to that shield. And so you might go to McLeod or... Uh, McKay or or one of the other various clans. Yes, yeah. uh, one of the other clan names. And if there's any cost on that trail, you will pay that cost, and you'll put your tartan symbol on that, saying that you own this ability now. And those can be very powerful. Really powerful. Yes. Some of them are one-time deals. 
Some of them are ongoing effects. Yep, and they, they have symbols that, that just... It's a lightning bolt, it's a one-time effect, and if it's the infinity symbol, it's ongoing. Yeah. And so those can be really, really amazing. Um, it's four scoring rounds, so you go through the deck of tiles that are all A's, and then all B's, C's, and then D's. Halfway through that is the end. And so you'll play through that. And we actually went through the entire stack of tiles, because um, after you play the end, you still add tiles. You still tiles. go through the tiles, yeah, so, because... Until each meeple crosses the end tile, they're still playing. Right. So, so it rondelle. It was. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then there's there's a uh, nine chronicles. So there's eight in the base game, and then there's um, what lies beneath, which is uh, the Loch Ness monster. And so as you play the game, you can add a chronicle, and you can continue adding those chronicles. And it only adds just a few minutes to the game, but it adds a really new component, and it's just very cool. Like, the first one is uh, dragon races. And so you have a dragon boat that you're racing. Yep. And so instead of using your movement points to move a Scotsman, you get to move your dragon boat. Yeah. So, um, Well, there's a lot to think about in this game, because if you set a tile, you activate all the tiles around it. Yes. Yeah. So I had one instance where I knew I wanted to move some of my dudes... But where I set the tile, there was no movement points, so I couldn't activate movement points. So then I had to figure out, well, now what do I do? And it's just, there's a lot to think about in the game. Yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff in the game. It's very simple to get to the table. Yeah. But there is a lot to pay attention to. And then when it's scoring, there's always just the same four scoring things. It's yeah. how many uh, people how many in your castle, how right. many Scotsmen in your castle, in your home castle, I should say. Yeah. And so you'll take the maximum number of what you have to the minimum number of what the minimum player is. So if you have five and someone else has one, the difference is four and you'll score points for that. And then you'll move to um, whiskey barrels. Yeah. And you'll move to, uh, what was the other, people? No, that was the very end game. Uh, no, the people The people were in there. How many people do you have compared to other people? Okay. That was part yeah, of no, that was right. Yeah. Um, and then there's one other one that I can't think of right I now. But uh, there's those. you have three basic scorings, then you get a fourth and final basic scoring, and then you've got another end game scoring on top of that. Yeah. Um, so I, I really did enjoy it. And the pieces was... in the Kickstarter version, I don't know what they're going to be like in retail, but you got these awesome pieces for... Uh, you've got, actually got barley, you've got the little whiskey, whiskey casks, um... You've got wood stumps, yep. uh, bricks. Right? Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's really well done. And then I got well the metal coins. Game. Yep. That so made, that, and then you have victory points that could have been metal, but yep. they I can imagine that adding some expense. So yep. Uh, so what would you give that one? Well, I was going to ask you to do that. Oh first. well, see, I I know where you're going to go with it, probably, but I think it's Joe Tacular. Yeah, I figured you were going to say that. I for a while was hovering between Joe Mama and Joe Cool. Whoa. Well. It's one of those games, again, that if I could play it more, and especially I think if we start adding the, the Chronicles, it would make it a lot more fun. Okay. Um, but I'm going to go to, again, I'm going to go to a straight-up Joe Cool, maybe a Joe Cool to a Smoking Joe, just kind of hovering between those two. Okay. So I liked it, not quite as much as you, obviously. So but we I will revisit that one yeah. at another time and yeah. see if it ups your rating. And see if my rating goes up on that one. Yep. Okay, uh, I would greatly recommend, if you can't get your hands on the Glenmore 2, maybe you know someone that has Glenmore. Yeah. And just that's just a really good base without the added element of the people on the clan board. 
definitely check that one out. Um, but Glenmore 2 Chronicles, wow. Yeah. For me, it was a Joe Tacular. It's so. a pretty good game. I, like I say, I, I think it's going to take some more plays for me to push it up a little bit. But I did enjoy it. So the next game we played was uh, Razzia. Yep. That was a fun game. little dice game. Yeah. I enjoyed that one. Um, it's a filler game, essentially. Uh, the goal is to complete columns so you can get the reward from the column. The person who completes the column gets the top of the reward. And, and you're, you're completing these with your dice. With dice, yeah. It's a dice rolling game. Um, it actually might have made the list last week. Well, probably not because I haven't played it enough. But um, essentially you're trying to complete You say that just because you won. Well, that's one of the reasons. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just why it's going to get a Jotacular. Oh, wow. Just kidding. Wow. Just kidding. I don't know what I'm going to give it yet. I do, but I'll tell you later. Anyway, you, you fill the columns. Each each area of the column, and I think most of them hold, what, six dice? It varies depending varies on, on player, player count. Because you fill in the spaces right. as you play with less players. So, for instance, the very first column, when you get to the end of it, the person who is at the top of the column moves their bottom dice. No, it's, Moves the that to the top dice. They get placed they get that one place onto a bottom one of the other stacks. Any of the other stacks. Uh, some sta- you're trying to collect sausage, cheese, and crackers. Yep. Basically, you're a rat trying to get this food. And then there's the cat area, which that was mean. That's a mean you, area. <laughs> was it as mean <laughs> as stealing someone else's sausage? That was pretty mean. Okay. I'll have to give you that. It was mean. Yep. And then shortly after that, uh, going to the accountant and making everyone share. Everyone share, yeah. yeah. Socialism in that one. Yeah, I uh, yeah no, I did enjoy the game. It was it's a pretty good filler game. Very quick. Played a couple. You played you played two before I got here. Sure. And I played one that I won, so I was happy about that. Um. So if you want to rate it, yes, I'm gonna give it a definite, definite, without question. Because I've only played it once, I'm gonna give it a smoking Joe. Wow. Definitely getting a smoking Joe. Uh, mostly because it's a very simplistic game. I was watching you guys play it be- before we played it, and I'm like, what the hell is going on in this game? What are they placing these dice to do? Well, once I got the hang of what you were doing, it was like, okay, now I want to play this and yes. see if I can do it. I would like to play that one with more players. Yeah, I think I, we talked about it. I think the sweet spot on it seems to be probably five players because there's a lot more... It's a it's a mean game. Yeah, There's a, some meanness to it. But I it, really like the components. The little yeah. sausage are little wooden sausages. The Cheese, crackers crackers are could have been a different color. They yeah. were blue crackers. Yeah. So, so, the assumption I made on that was that's the packaging on the crackers. They're blue wrappers. Sure, whatever you know gets yeah, you to sleep whatever, at night. Yeah. That's cool. And then the cheese was a wedge of cheese. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I think if you put them together, that formed a circle, which is pretty cool. Um, and then you or a wheel, I guess. Um. The inset board, I really liked really that. Nice, yeah, uh, the nice chunky dice, I liked that. Bright colors. Um, yeah, I, I I would probably give it a smoking Joe as well. Good. I, yeah. I really liked it. The gameplay was very quick. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of thinking involved. You roll your dice, you get one read roll, um, and then that cat area was mean oh, because man. you you put two dice in the the gray area, and then whatever the the farthest most right die is, that's the so if you roll six, you put a six there, and anybody that rolls sixes from that turn on has, has to, to put those sixes in that cat area. And then once that's filled up, it removes everything every from the yeah every everything yeah. from the board for for dice because the dice are your mice. And so the cat's in the kitchen, and it, all the mice scatter. So yeah. they're off the board. 
And so that's a really mean thing to do, especially if you see someone's going to get a lot of sausage. Oh, yeah. So it's weirdly thematic, too. That's the other thing that I thought was interesting because you could actually think of these dice as rats. Yes. It was, it's just a strangely thematic little filler game. So, I yes, enjoy. I would give that one a Smoke and Joe as well. All right. So that's two Smoke and Joes. Uh, the last game we played was Nomopolis. Nomopolis, yep. Yeah. Um, first time we played it, I don't think we did it completely correctly. Well, the only time we played it, I guess. Right. We were, we were uh, thinking about playing it a second time. We didn't really mess it up that much. Because no, it didn't really. change. But you would take one action and you would resolve that action. Right. Instead of placing all your meeples and then resolving all of them. Yeah. You'd, you'd do it one at a time. Which could could change up the game a little bit. Yeah, but it was it was a lot of fun. It's a good worker placement game. Um, you have an oppor- a lot of opportunities to switch out basic gnomes for a little less basic gnomes, and then from those guys they go into a little more specialized gnomes. Um, your idea is you're building a new gnomopolis because the old gnomopolis is being overrun by humans, or humans are interfering with the old gnomopolis, so they're moving deeper into the mountain, I guess, is the way it would probably be projected um, by creating, you're building buildings, and the first person to get six buildings win or is ends the game uh you have to be able to store all of your gnomes that you still have in your at the end of the game in order to score more points um each of the buildings has a power that you can use it's a place a place for your worker to go some of the places will allow you to retire a worker to nomopolis the new nomopolis and you get something else instead um and then you still have to be able to like i say place all of your leftover gnomes into a home uh, at the end of the game in order to get even more points or not lose some points. And it's it's a pretty well-done game, I thought. Yes, I, I would agree. Um, so you start off with a player board of your own. Yep. You get a cup of your color. The the cup colors, I, I thought, were a little lackluster. Yeah, they're a little pastel they're, they're all pastel, yes. So if you like certain colors, you might get that color but it's it's like a baby yeah blue or yeah it is instead it's, of red it's, it's pink or yeah it's kind um, of a pastel yellow and i forget what the other one was orange that what? didn't seem very gnomish no. to me because most of the gnome colors are, are you, you have red they're you bright. have blue yeah they're you bright. have you know yeah it's you get solid colors so that kind of and then it contradicts a little bit on the cover art too so yeah, you've bit. got these awesome vibrant colors on the cover and then you've got these kind of pastel yeah. colors so that yep. that was a little um Odd for me for the color choice, uh, but the gnomes themselves, the little wooden gnomes, were really were distinct cool. colors, yeah. which again kind of contradicted with yeah. your colors of the cups and the players. Yep. Now so the, you don't have any gnomes of your own color. No. Basically, you've got like I said, it's a kid and a yeah. You start a with worker and a two scientist. kids and four workers. Yeah. And then it's a it's a bag drawing. It's a bag building game, or a but cup, without in bags. This, in this case, a cup building. Yeah. Game, yeah. Which is another. Yeah, you kind of cheat. one of my complaints. I, I like where they went with the cups. Yeah. But I feel like you could have done the same thing with, with a, a bag. Because I don't really understand what the cup has to do with gnomes. I don't gnomes. either. And, I, and like I say, I think... I think it added an unnecessary expense to the game. Yeah. And I think there's a potential to cheat with a cup, quite honestly. You I could, mean, I, yeah, it's a wide open cup. Yeah, you can actually... It's less of a random... I made a specific effort to, when I reached into my cup, to kind of look up yeah. in a way. Just because I didn't want to be perceived as having pulled out something I shouldn't have. And then you get these cool, chunky uh, armadillos. Oh, which the armadillos are awesome. I like them, yeah, but, but I did not use my armadillo at all No, you did in not. In the game. I think Randy only used it once, and I used it 
a number of times. Yeah, four times, I believe. At least. Well, I used once with him. Yep, and, and three times, three with, times me, with you. Yeah. Which I appreciate that. I, yeah. I'm helped grateful. You, but it you. also kind of depends on, on the buildings that you're building. Right. Because, like, I had really, really nice buildings. So I didn't have to go over to your guys' buildings. And that was part of the reason why I didn't ride my armadillo. <coughs> so, uh, oh, that's right. You have the deadly I Ebola virus. I forgot I have the Ebola virus, yeah. <laughs> um, but that was... My my really only complaint with the game was was the cups. I think were unnecessary. Yeah, it, it added to Should the size bad. of the box and cost, obviously. And then um, the colors of the cups colors were was weird. a little odd. Very weird. I liked the I liked the gameplay. I really did. Um, I liked the the. The gnome building element. Yeah, I like that. I, I love If you're not builders. really paying attention to the names of the buildings and what you're doing, the theme, I feel, is really lost in this game. It is a little bit. So at, at some point, it's just I'm, I'm taking a cube for this cube, and, and that's really kind of all it comes down to. Unless you're really paying attention to, oh, I've got um, Stabula. Yeah, building. that was the one that yeah. we commented on because we're trying to figure out what it was, and then... Became kind of obvious it's an armory. Yeah, so um, unless you're paying attention to that and then looking at the artwork, the theme is kind of lost in this game, and then it just becomes down to mechanics. It's Yeah. Um, but other than that, I like the game. I did. I, enjoyed I would like I to like play it, it again. Um, I would give that one a Joe Cool for right now. I am also probably at the lower end of the Joe Cool scale. Um. Essentially, and this is a theme that seems to be running through, is it's a game I'd want to play again. Um, you know, it's, that's to me, that's the definition of a Joe Cool. I'll play it again, for sure. Right. Especially since I own it, I'm going to play it again. But, you know, it's but you know if you get down below Joe Cool, then it may be one of those games where, yeah, I'm not playing this anymore. Um, so it's not going to be in my collection, basically. Did we mention how people should get these? Yes. Okay, I remember if we said the email. These not. would be promos. Yes, the promos. So, because I was thinking about that weirdly, that I don't <laughs> remember saying email us if you're interested in these promos. I did. You gave the email address? I gave the email address. And I missed that. So. And then you read it off the promos. Yes, I read off the promos. Yes. Okay, so now we'll, we've rewound and I'll come back to the, the games we played. And that's it. That's pretty much it for the games we played this That week. is what we played. We played... Yep. Four games this weekend. Yeah, yeah. But they were meaty games. Glenmore Two, Glenmore Two was a very meaty game. Tang Garden was it scratched that itch. It it's does, a yeah. very meaty yeah. game. Razia, yeah. a quick little filler game. Really nice. And then Nomopolis was a quick game too. Yeah. But there was a little bit of meat. Some some with the cracker. Some to it. Yeah. Yeah. I you know of the what one two three four five games we played. No four games. Four games. Four games we played. I would probably, and probably because I own it. Glenmore? Most interested in Tang Garden. Continue you know, trying that one with especially with the expansions. Glenmore, Glenmore has Chronicles. Right. And then Glenmore. Which I did not sure. explain the most important chronicle, which is Chronicle number two. There can be only one. Oh yeah, the Highlander reference. Yes. Yeah. It actually says there's a little there's a little hill, the King of the Hill kind of thing. And the person that has their Scotsman on the top, they call him the Highlander. So I mean, there's that. Um, which brings us into our main topic tonight, which is oh, yeah. our top ten worker <sighs> placement games. That's correct. For the average Joes. So, 
I started last week, so why don't I you go into off. your number 10? And I'm thinking to myself that we will probably cross a few of these, but I dug a little deep on some of these. He these went some, deep, folks. These are some and criteria, as usual, as I have had to have played the game. Yes. It's not just a game I've heard about. Yep. Number 10. The 10th game on my list, my number 10 game, is a game called Fresco. Oh, I don't know if you've heard of Fresco. I have heard of it. I have not played it. It's essentially an art game. You're, you're uh, an artist painting a fresco in a church, I believe, or a cathedral of some kind. But you have to send your workers out to buy paints. You have to send them to some place where you can mix the paints. You have to send them someplace to do portraits so they get money. Uh, there's limited number of spots. It's basically kind of a classic worker placement game. But once you have the right number, kind of paints, you can buy a tile that goes in the fresco. And that moves a bishop around. And it's just all kinds of neat little mechanics for worker placement. But that's my number 10, fresco. My number 10 does not get played nearly enough. And As things change, other things stay the same. Like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. <laughs> I happen to glance over and see what it is. Try not to see what his list is. Yes. Uh, my number 10 is Brew Crafters. And oh. I love the theme on this game. Um, it is, well, you're you're a brewery. Yeah. And you are the brewmaster. Uh, you're trying to get ingredients. You are upgrading your brewery. You're kicking out awesome beverages yeah. and they're themed and there's tons of components to this game there's upgrades to the game you can get uh assistance oh, upgrades are awesome just so um they're just there's a lot to this game it's a very meaty game i really enjoy it i do uh, too. i i'd gotten this one four plus years ago yeah, it's actually one of the first games and i, I think we've only played you. it like five times something like that and i think the last time we played it we actually finally played it correctly yes so uh and it was kind of funny we actually played it with luke which is a brewmaster yeah he's actually a and guy. he's like oh i have never played this game and i was right away i'm like he's a ringer he's a ringer yeah. and he ended up winning winning he it. did so, end up winning it yeah so it uh, so yeah brew crafters is my number 10 number nine Okay, my number nine is kind of an old classic. I think it had been out of print for quite a while. It finally came back into print a couple of years ago. Uh, based on a book which I've not read. A series of books, I guess, from what I understand. But it's Pillars of the Earth. If you, Ken LaFont, based on the Ken LaFont books. Basically, the idea is your, uh, your workers have to go in specific areas, but then when you resolve them, 
they resolve in a very specific order. And it's just it's just a kind of a classic one of the f- classical worker placement games. It's almost pure worker placement. There's really nothing else that you do other than you know you get your resources and, and your things that happen when the workers do their work. But it's just one of these games that I very very much enjoy. So my number nine, and I hadn't played it in a while, but I remember playing it probably maybe six months ago. Uh, and it's a great game, Pillars of the Earth, number nine. Okay, so my number nine is Survive, Escape from Atlantis, or Space Attack. I'm trying to think if I've played that one. I don't remember it. So that's uh, Escape from Atlantis. That's where you're trying to move your little uh, meeples to different tiles because Atlantis is sinking. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think if I've played it, it's been a really long time. So, um, and then the other one is Space Attack, and that's you're on a spaceship. And aliens Similar, are attacking, yeah. so you're trying to okay. move your, uh, that your one workers have, and try to get them. That off one I've that. played more recently. Yes, that one I'm familiar with. So that's that's my number nine. There are expansions to it, which adds five and six players. There's uh, one that adds a giant squid. Uh, there's one that adds dolphins and a dive dice. Um, so that yeah, sound, yeah. Like we said, we do not play that one enough either. No, if I've played for some it, it's reason, been a long time. I feel like we have a lot of games that we don't play enough. That's very true. Maybe it's because I keep buying games. That's also very true. Okay. Number eight. All right. So number eight for me is one that I played for the first time around the holiday season. And I was very surprised at how much I enjoyed the game. Uh, Santa's Workshop. Oh. It was a really... I mean, it's very Christmassy, uh, but it's a classic worker placement. You're sending your elves around to go get materials to build toys. The you know the person who builds the best toys wins the game, gets them onto Santa's ship, Santa's sleigh by the end of the uh, game, and they win the game. And it's uh, I did happen to win it. And that's one of the reasons I think it's on the list. But I really enjoyed that. It's just to me, it felt like a very very pure worker placement style game. Yes, it was a great game. So number eight for me, Santa's Workshop. My number eight is Puerto Rico. Oh, one I did not put on my list and I didn't even think about. And partly because I don't necessarily consider it a worker placement game. Yeah. I consider it more of an action selection type game, which... It could be. Granted, yeah. <laughs> worker placement is, at its core, action selection. But you don't really place a worker. No. pick a card. But uh, I like this one. But I do like the game. So um, that one might be an iffy thing, but I do, I do no, like Puerto Rico. I, and I'll so. give it to you because... Oh, he's going to give it to me. Yay! Essentially, I, I mean, you're essentially <laughs> picking a role, yeah. which is making you into the worker. But it's... Yeah, I mean, I can see it. I the Beholder. I can see it, yeah. So I, I really liked it. I actually 3D printed out some little buildings for the cubes. Oh, cool. Um, to kind of upgrade my game. And... Uh, so this is an older game, it is. but I just recently played it last year for the first time. That's the first time you played it? First time. Wow, okay. So I really like it. Um, Did and then you go I, with the indigo strategy or the corn strategy? Uh, corn. Corn's best yep. way to go. Yep. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Ah, I see what you did there. Maze. <laughs> All right, so that's your number My eight. number eight, yep. Number seven. So my number seven is our first crossover. My number seven is Brew Crafter. Whoa! Primarily because the first time I ever played it, I don't think we played it correctly, and I didn't get it. The next time we played it, I had a better idea of how the game worked. And then finally, when we just played it here real recently, 
It's like, oh, this is how this should go. And again, it's got a lot of just pure worker placement elements to yep. it. You get There's a spot where you can go get extra workers that you can use in two different areas. And that's the other thing I kind of like about it. The first part of the game, you're, you're uh, getting your resources and you're putting your you know, hiring your workers and you're hiring your specialists and such. The second half of the game, or the second half of the of the board, you're brewing your beer or brewing a common beer or doing some other things that involve uh, your labs. Yes. It's just a really <clears throat> cool little, I mean, we talked about it earlier, it's just a really cool little game. My number seven is Brew Crafters. My number seven is Champions of Midgard. Oh. Oh, really? I like that game. Yes. Uh, I really enjoy that. Uh, first time I played it was at the Lake Erie Game Fest. Yep, we played not a tournament, and then, but it was a demo. Uh, yes, yeah. um, and then I just played it recently here with Noel. Um, oh, okay, it was last year, but yeah. still recent for yeah, fairly recent you know, with for, pandemic and everything. Yeah. Um, I really really enjoy that. Uh, you've got these workers you place, and then you get some some dice. You try to defeat yep. some droggers. Yep, and or, you've just got all these cool locations that you're trying to do stuff. You're trying to get resources. You're trying to get oh, extra dice. It's a so, mean one too. Yeah, it's it's, it's, a, a, it's a mean one because you can you can kind of tell where people want to or need to go. Oh yeah, and then just absolutely take that spot. Yep, because you also need to go there or want to go there as well. But I mean, you can do it and just go. Yep, I'm taking this spot. Ha 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 ha. So that's my number seven. Like Champions that. of Midgard. Number six. And I think you introduced me to this game. This is one of my favorites right now that I really like. Number six is Dinosaur Island. Oh. <laughs> That's a great worker placement game. It's Again, it's got the similar mechanic to Brewcrafter where you've got workers that do something on one part of the board and then they have to have save some to do something on the other part of the board. Yes. And then ultimately you're building a dinosaur park and hoping your people don't get eaten. And you've got researchers, you've uh, got, oh, there's so much It's just a placement. lot of stuff you can do. Tons of placement. Oh, lots. And then you place your little dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. And then if you get the Kickstarter version. you got the dinosaurs. You've got different dinosaurs, yeah. yeah. Or and the, then... Now, we have not gotten into Totally Liquid, because that adds a whole other Oh, that element. sounds like it'd be interesting. So, But yeah, Water basically dinosaurs. you're creating dinosaurs. Yes. Uh, basically Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's essentially Jurassic Park in yeah. board game form. So that's my number six, is Dinosaur Island. My number six was on your list, but little mine's a little higher uh, up. Santa's is. Workshop. And I just, I really enjoyed the theme of this. The board was... It was Santa's Beautiful. workshop. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 the artwork's amazing. You've got these awesome little elf meeples, and they're all different. And you've got, it's just, it's very thematic. You've got on, this really chunky Santa Claus meeple. You've yep. got a Christmas tree meeple. The whole point is to be working your elves in different areas to make presents. And it's just, it's awesome. Same thing with a lot of these worker placement games. There's limited places. There's a lot of tension as to whether you're going to get the spot you want to build the toy that you want to build is yep. just it's a great game so that's my number six and uh which brings us to number five or we could give something away oh, there it is. so that's the phrase if i can make this shut off now there you go <laughs> because we're giving away what are we giving away we are giving away an awesome game that is tile laying with a little bit of uh, hen houses involved. Yeah. Fences by Fences. Bearded Board Games. It's a it's actually kind of a fun game. First ever played that at uh, Geekway to the West again. <laughs> 
Ah, anyway, just gonna let it go, man. I just need let to it let go. it go. Thank Come you. on, Elsa. But uh, yeah, in that game, basically, you're a farmer trying to fence off certain areas of land that have different animals, and it's just a really cool game. Well, and, and there's the, a cool character uh, in this the, game. One of the characters that you can choose to be, if you're lucky enough to get it, is Farmer Joe, which is weirdly enough me. Yeah, and it looks like it looks like him with sunglasses and a cowboy hat. So that's because I submitted a picture that was me with sunglasses and a cowboy, cowboy hat. hat. So the phrase to send us in the email is. She thinks my tractor's sexy. Yes, and so you will be entered into winning this cool tile-laying game of fences. I would say one email per one entry per email address, correct? Yep. Yep. So, so one entry per email address. And uh, it's just a really fun game. We've played it several times. Uh, it, it's kind of a filler game, about forty minutes or so. Yeah. And if you and, like, there's goals where you can you want. You have, there's certain animals you want to make sure you have a lot of. Uh, but you can also kind of screw your neighbor a little bit with uh, putting the wrong kind of animal into their area. And if you like Carcassonne, you'll like fences. I yes, think. I think it's uh, got a lot of similarities to Carcassonne. Yep, and so, I uh, if you don't win it, you can always check it out at uh, beardedboardgames.com. Yep, and or do a search for them, Bearded Board Games. We'll put a link in the description. But uh, they have a four-player game, which is what we're giving away, and then they have a five and six-player game as well. And that's an expansion. Um, but it's really cool. I really enjoy it. Uh, not just because I'm a character in it. No, it's, a, but it's actually it is, a pretty fun little filler tiling game. Yeah, and I love tiling games. Yep. So um, definitely check it out. And, and now we'll go into... She thinks my tractor sexy. Yes. Farm related. See, that's a farm thing. Very farmy. Number five. So my number five is another... Kind of classic sort of intro worker placement game, Stone Age. Wow. I very much enjoy Stone Age. Uh, it scales really nicely from, I think, two to five players, if I remember correctly, uh, because some of the spaces go away with fewer players, and uh, you're always racing to try and get to the mating hut or get the tools or get your agriculture up or to get the resources that you need to be able to buy the cards that you need to buy or the huts that you want to add. It's just a great worker placement game. It does. It was in our dice rolling game. At least I think it was in my, it was in, was your in runners my up. runners up for dice game. Cause it, uh, part of the mechanic is dice rolling, but it's more worker placement. I think yep. than anything else. And it's really a classic kind of an intro, easy to teach, uh, worker placement game gets you the concept of worker placement pretty easily into people's heads. That's my number five, Stone Age. My number five was Coloma. I don't know that I've ever played Coloma. It's a fun little Western worker placement. It's got some awesome components to it. Uh, I kickstarted it, and uh, you you have these little cowboy meeples. You have little horses, and you're placing them to. To basically get yourself some more resources, more points, and to give yourself some more presence on a different section of the board. Um, I really like that one. So Coloma is my number five. It is one I'll have to try. I have it, strangely enough. Weird. So, Since you kickstarted, I yeah. would assume that you did. <laughs> number four. All right. So my number four, and you may you may kind of see a theme in some of these games. Uh, as to why I rate, rate him in my top ten, but it's Rajas of the Ganges, which is, some people say, no, it's dice placement 
but dice are workers. The yep. dice are workers. It's a racing game. Well, yeah, but you're using the dice to move, you know, your workers to move your boat down the Ganges River. It's just a really cool little beautiful game. The artwork is awesome in it. And uh, I won it when we played it, so I liked it a lot. I feel like your top ten lists are just games that you want. It might be. It okay. could be a big part of the of the reason that I picked those games. So that's my number four is Raja, Rajas of the Ganges. My number four is Raiders of the North Sea. Oh, good one. It's quite a bit different, I feel, than Champions of the Midgard. Yes. Yes, they're Vikings, but there's a lot more worker placement, I believe, in Raiders of the North Sea. Well, and it's a unique worker placement mechanism because I think you have to, was it you pick up and take it, and then you have to lay down. Yeah, you you place you place a worker. Yeah, and it's just a very unique way to worker place because you need to pick up certain colors to be able to do certain things. Correct. It's just it is really kind of a neat, and you move up the board as you get different color meeples that allow you to do that and i think there's um, there's two or three expansions that yeah. add different elements yeah. there's cards and and other boards that to was, it that was on my short list and i really do like that game quite a bit we have not played that one enough either yeah no we i think not. we we got through almost all the expansions except for one it seems about right yeah yeah but uh i i really really enjoy that one, i very so. much enjoyed that game and that was like i said i like it might the theme been, on it too it might have been my number 11 was champions of or not uh, uh whichever one you just said raiders it? of the north raiders sea of the north sea was because the other one that was in there and it didn't make my list so this isn't a shocker was uh uh knights of the oh i have it in my list. shadows over camelot no oh. i like that game but it's not a worker placement game so okay I wouldn't call it that i just figured you were um, that again raiders <laughs> of the north sea was on there Architects of the Western, oh West the Kingdom, Western yep. Kingdom, yeah West Kingdom, which is a not a sequel to it, but it's in the it's same in the same world. line, same world. Yep, different, a little bit different worker placement mechanic. Number three. So my number three, and people have argued about this one as well as being a worker placement game, but I'm going to call it a worker placement game because again, dice are workers. Is and it was between this and one of the game, but I picked Euphoria because. Euphoria is wow. probably probably in my top three games of all time, and so I consider because you dice, you roll your dice, you place them based on the numbers. Uh, certain things happen depending on what total of numbers there are, or you, know, you have single spots you can go to, and it's just if you roll a certain number too high, you lose your dice. It's just it's a great game. A lot of worker placement actions. Um, your dice are the workers. You can build buildings, uh, get resources. So yeah, my opinion fits the criteria for for uh, worker well, placement. Well, really, any worker placement. If if you feel it's a worker placement game, we're it, average Joe's. It probably so is. we're not yeah. board game professionals or anything. We just we have fun with it. So yeah. whatever. I if, consider if you feel it's a worker placement game, then I feel like yeah. it's it's right. It's a so dice game and a worker placement. Game. There we go. Your number one, and it's made two consecutive lists on yes. yours. Yes, so. It has. <laughs> So that's my number three is Euphoria. The other one that I could have picked was, uh, um, uh, look at my list again here, um, Kingsburg. Kingsburg was the other oh, one that's a dice okay. placement. Yep. It's a, it's a dice placement game. It's a little less, there's a little less, uh, I mean, you have one through 12. Yeah. Or not, it's like one through 16 or something like that. Or yeah, 18. Something like possibly. that. Yep. So you place your dice and you can take people's spots. Really I'd say Euphoria is more of a work placement Euphoria than Kingsburg. Euphoria scratches my itch a lot yeah. more than I love Kingsburg too but Euphoria is the game so there you go that's my number three 
My number three is Scoville. Ooh, I like that one. I didn't even think yeah. about it. Yeah! Didn't even think about it. One of the oh, first I Kickstarters. I love the theme on this. Yeah, one of the first Kickstarters I ever uh, I ever backed was Scoville. You're pepper farmers. Yep. You have a little worker, and you're you're farming your your peppers. You have little crops. Um, you try to mix peppers together to make hotter peppers, and fulfill oh, different wow, recipes. The, the little peppers are awesome. The alone. peppers are really cool. They fit. They're all different shape. Yep. And sizes. Well, the shape's about the same, but the size is different. The depth. Them. It's the height yeah, of the pepper. Yeah. As far as as far as what so, like you've got a ghost pepper that's. It's yeah, clear with a little clear. bit of glitter in it. Yeah, it's really yeah. very cool. The components are that's and that actually is one of the first games I can remember looking at and going, the game looks fun. The components look really awesome. Yes, Scoville so, is is a great game. I, I strongly encourage you to check that one yeah, out. Did not uh, hit my radar. I didn't even think about that one. Wow. Yeah. Number two. So number two for me is Feast. For Odin. Oh, okay. I, mean, I, I really enjoy that game. It is a massive worker placement game. I think there's 60 spots that you can pick. But one of the unique things about it is each spot has... There's four columns. And each column, you have to use a different number of workers in each column. So one, two, three, or four. Now the thing is, if you use three, you get a power. If you use four, you get a power. But you, you, only, you start off, I think, with eight workers the first round. And you birth a worker every round at the end of at the beginning of every round you have a new worker um so you get more workers but you have to feed those workers uh, at the end of each season you have to feed the workers and there's ways to mitigate having to feed all of them because you can send some of them off or or uh that kind of thing but it's just it's just a really cool very crunchy lots and lots and lots of decisions worker placement game okay and of course if somebody takes the spot you want and you're like well this was my whole turn i'm you still have a lot of other options you can go with and go, okay, now I have to change. So Feast for Odin is my number two. My number two is an older favorite, and that is Belfort. Oh, I like Belfort. I really like the board. I did kickstart the uh, 10th anniversary or whatever I it is. I did not. That's what I'm waiting for still. Um, I like the board. I love the little, little meeples, your little workers, yep. the buildings that you get. Um, I just... That's it's a meaty game. They actually made a really cool roll and write out of Belfort too. It's weird that you could make a really nice worker placement game into a good roll and write too. I did not know that. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Okay, or maybe I'm thinking of Castles of Burgundy. Never mind. Different yeah, game. Different completely game. different game. Different completely game. different. No, in in Belfort you have uh, I want to say it's like a a hex yes. of the castle. Yep. And each is divi- uh, it's divided into like little districts, and so you'll place your your workers on that building type and do that actions. Yeah. So um, I played it at the Brookings convention many years ago. It was the first year they had it. Yeah. And I just, I fell in love with the game. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a very, very good game. Let's go number two. And finally, number one. My number one. Hey, number one. (laughs) <laughs> My number one worker placement game is another Stonemeyer game, Viticulture. And I know we were going to try and play that this weekend, 
My copy of Viticulture, unfortunately, is blocked in by about 700 stupid Funko Pops that I need to get displayed somewhere. So an army of Funko Pops halted you from bringing from over Viticulture. To bring over Viticulture. Okay. It so does need to be Viticulture with the uh, the Tuscany expansion. expansion. The base game's good. It's very good. But the Tuscany expansion adds another season. And it adds, most importantly, I think, the Mamas and the Papas, which give you kind of a boost or a kickstart to the game. So The Mamas and the Papas? The Mamas and the Papas. Do they sing you, to me? They don't, but they okay. could if you wanted to. Okay. Monday, Monday. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> My voice is not 100% right now, so. No, can't thanks really, to the deadly really, Ebola virus. The Ebola virus, yes. Yeah. Can't, give you a, can't give you a rendition. That's why I had Kenny Chesney do, uh, she thinks your tractor is sexy, because I can't... Uh, I could have, I but he didn't it. ask me to. I, You know, I didn't, because yep. I know. Anyway, so my number one, Viticulture. All right, my number one, my number one. is going to be a shocker. Okay. It's Glenmore. I'm not shocked. <laughs> I am not shocked. I thought that was probably what it was going to end up being for you. Yes. Uh, so I love the original game. Glenmore 2 really made that just my top number one worker placement game. I, I love, well, I'm a big fan of Scottish, Irish games. Uh, I know they're two different cultures. Um, I I love Scottish. Um, love the Highlander. So anything that has to do with either two of those cultures, I absolutely love. And I think the only thing that is missing out of Glenmore 2 is bagpipes. You open the box and, and bagpipes just start playing. <laughs> so you could do bagpipe sound effects, but you couldn't do. She thinks my tractor's sexy. Well, that doesn't involve my voice. Okay, it right. involves my throat and some chopping. Yes. Uh, oh, can I try it? No, okay. no, you cannot. So, uh, I, I I absolutely love everything that Glenmore offers. I love the little Scotsman that you you place. On the rondelle, you're picking your tiles. You place them on your your landscape, and that's how you build off of on the placement of the workers. I just Glenmore Two Chronicles is everything that Glenmore is, and obviously added to that that element. Yeah. So Glenmore, Glenmore Two, um, that's my number one. Again, I think that's a game I would I'll like more as I play it. Let's more. play it right now. I can't right now, but. Yeah, we'll play it next time. Okay, I think we crossed over on two. Is that what I'm getting? Santa's Workshop and Brewcrafters, right? Yes. And if I'd have been thinking, I probably would have gone with possibly, uh, well, uh, the not the Champions of Midgard, but the other one. Well, Scoville, yeah, possibly. Um, you no. want to just take my whole list? No. What were your runners up? Uh, well, let's see. We had uh, Champions of Midgard was on there. Uh, Raiders of the North Sea, that was one that you yep. had, I think, on your list. Uh, Yokohama. Oh, yes, I forgot about that. That's a really cool game. Uh, Parks, although that's questionable as far as worker placement goes, but yeah, it works. Uh, I already mentioned Viticol, or uh, Kingsburg. Uh, Let's see what else is on there. Lords of Waterdeep, I forgot. Oh, yeah, and that 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 was on my runner-up. It is in my runner-up list, and I I just, so many things kind of went past it. Yeah. And then the other one was um, Everdell. Oh, I've not my, played that one yet. It's probably in my top 15. And uh, Keyflower was another one that okay. I like quite a bit. So those were in my, those were kind of in my own oh, Charterstone, but we haven't played enough Charterstone. To, no, I think we played one, one game into it. Well, I think we played the 
we played one session of it, but I think we played a couple different games during okay. that session. I don't remember for sure. But yeah, that's those are my runner ups. So. Okay. So um that was our, our top ten list. And like I said, that's that's our top our ten. Our top ten. Yeah. So yeah. what we've we played, there's obviously probably better games out there. We've said that before. Yep. Um and we're not game experts by no. any means. We're just the average Joe. Again, these are games I've played. There I I I watched in preparation for this, I watched a couple of other top ten lists and and saw some games where I went, Yeah, it's probably a really much better worker placement game than some of these, but I never played it, so I'm not gonna put it on my list. Yeah. So I'm gonna get a little deep. Okay. So um there's been a couple comments that I'm a bully to Tom. <laughs> he is, people. He is. <laughs> You're not helping the situation. Oh, sorry, no. So it's all in good fun. It is in great fun. I I've known Tom for years. Um I love him. He's a great At guy. At least what, five? At least five years. Oh, yeah. How old's your daughter again? She's gonna be six this year. So almost six years. Yeah. So. I'm coming up on six years probably yeah. about now. Before that, because you yeah, knew, I knew you before knew me, yeah, when she, she was, was pregnant. Born, yeah. So um but Yes, Tom and I like to have fun. I like to jab him. He likes to jab me. Sometimes literally. Yeah, I mean, that's our tiebreaker. It's is tiebreaker. Stabbing yeah. Tom. <laughs> but he noise. heals really I don't well, know if I can people. I not noise or not, but we'll try it. Oh, and you've got your pretty that's gold, gold that's knife. The gold tiebreaker, yeah. Yeah, because he's the Lord of War. <laughs> uh, but if anyone finds it offensive, I'm sorry. Um, Tom and I just like to have fun. And, and keep in mind, I don't take offense to it at all. It's all in good fun. Um, the no, Ebola, I'm not really mean The Ebola thing is not true. It's, <laughs> it's maybe coronavirus, but it's not Ebola. No, I try to find a new disease for him every week. He does. Week. He finds a new one for me all, yes. every week. So, um, And then uh, the other thing is is if we do say something offensive to you, we apologize for that. Um, but we try to keep things light and yeah. entertaining. This This is a show. So some of our stories, um, most of it is accurate. Um, for the most part, but yeah. we like to we like to make a show out of it, a story for you, something well, that's entertaining that lets you listen. I'm a guy who likes stories. Right. And that's, I was a theater major in college, for gosh sakes. I mean, the whole point of that is telling stories. So one in particular, as I'm referring to, is Twilight Imperium. Oh gosh, yeah. So I. Yes, I despise the game. Yes, it was ruined for me, but I still like that person that I play with. Oh yeah, I continuously play with that person. Right. So, just because that room that game was was ruined for me, I don't feel any ill will for that no. person, and I I like to have fun with it. That's my shtick now. Is I have a game that I despise. Well, and it's the same thing with Island Dice, which right. is, we've determined is not a game. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to come up because yep. it's humorous to me. So I, the reason why I say that is because I was informed by the person that it really hurt their feelings that I talk about this game that I despise. And they they listen to a lot of our podcasts, if not all of them, and then they, they listen very closely on some of the comments that we make. And obviously, everything that comes out of my mouth, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't that comes either. Out of my I don't mouth. either. So... Um, None of this is scripted, folks. <laughs> no, it's just us having a good time and and just rolling with it, yep. and we just we have that chemistry that it works well with. So, um, Randy, I am sorry <laughs> that I offended you, um, and know Randy that I enjoyed playing that game. I just did. 
I it's a game I've always liked. Nice, nice. Just got it killed a second bug that we've seen. A mosquito. A I saved your life. It wasn't a horrible spider this time. No, that, so, that he's still healing from that. Since I already have maybe malaria or something. I don't no, know. not yet. That's next. Oh, that's week. next week. Sorry, next week's disease is malaria. <laughs> so Hopefully next week we we do enjoy playing games with you, Randy. Everybody, everybody for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, we enjoy playing games. We we. We like the people that we interact with. Otherwise, we wouldn't continue doing that. So we also really appreciate all of the great emails we've received. Oh, man, the cats. Um, we, oh, yeah. That was awesome. We, we love our fans. Um, this, this is the whole reason why we do it. Um, I love giving stuff away. <laughs> it's fun. So I love buying stuff, and you guys help me get rid of it. <laughs> so keep it up. We, we, we want to keep doing the show. Uh, I want to keep Tom around. So give him a reason to continue doing this show with me. So he's a great hook co-host. Obviously, otherwise I wouldn't be doing the show with him. Tom is is one of my favorite people to, to play games with, oh, to be around. Gosh. Yep. I'm getting embarrassed here, but even though he's got the deadly Ebola virus. Yeah. Well, and I've always enjoyed Joe and his family. Uh, his kids are always fun to play games with. No, seriously, get off my lap. I'm trying. Okay. You know. But no, it's just it's just a, it's a good environment to come play games in, even during this time of trouble. Um, it, we joke about the fact that I'm not feeling 100, percent but it's because I've got a cold. For gosh sakes, if I had some coronavirus, if I had something worse <laughs> than a cold, I would not come over. Um, I am using hand sanitizer. And I wash my hands. Oh whenever yeah. I had a chance so he was to. over oh, there yeah. with the sand hand sanitizer, <laughs> and I got this whiff of you know they it might, smell like pure rubbing alcohol. They might be able to smell it if I open the bottle. Oh wow! Here's the bottle right here. Yes. But I do use this pretty regularly. Um, I cough into my shoulder like you're supposed to, and all that stuff. So you coughed into my shoulder. I did, but that's because you asked me to. Oh okay. So what am yeah. I supposed to do? If you ask me, I'm gonna. <laughs> but. You know, so if I, but if I had a fever or if I couldn't breathe or if I felt like I was contagious more than just because it's a cold, I would not come over. Yes. I don't want to endanger you guys. I don't want to endanger your kids. Um, but it's a cold. People. Yeah. I mean, we all have lived through a cold. So I think I'm fine. But uh, who knows? Next week, if I'm not here, you'll know why because the malaria got me or the Ebola. Or, Ebola. Or what was it last week? Uh, COVID last week. It was definitely yeah, COVID last week. Yeah, so, I don't. I don't like again. I don't remember what comes out of my I mouth. I just roll nine with times it. Out of so. ten, don't either. So anyway, wow. I mean, what you're I a say. bully. I am a little. Bit, okay, yeah. but that's. I, I wanted to get that out in the open. I did. Um, that kind of bothered me a little bit. I got that you. people think that I'm yeah, a bully, but you're not. And I like am, I say I never take it that way. No, I, if people know me, and maybe everyone doesn't. Probably not. I'm one of the nicer guys that you'll meet because I will bend over backwards to help you or borrow you something and not get mad about it. Um, It's. I got three t-shirts sitting here that I didn't have when I got here. Yeah, and you're probably going to walk away with another one here pretty quick. So, (laughs) So, I mean, you know. I I like being around people. Yeah. And And it it makes my day better. And, okay, I said earlier, I worked 160 hours in my last pay period. So my weekends are, well, obviously, if my kids wanted to play t- play games with me, that'd be awesome, but yeah. they don't. They play on their own thing, and I try to accommodate them as much as I possibly can. It's just, Tom wants to spend time with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I take that For as much as I can. For some reason, I do. Yes. No, because I, I'm the same type of guy. I'll be honest with you. This quarantine thing has been difficult because I've, I had 
before now, I had a couple of different outlets for going to play games. I, I love coming here. It's working out great for me. Yeah, I love coming <laughs> here to play games. I It's probably one place I came. I came at least once a week to play games here. Now it's about at least twice a week. But yep. I had a couple other places that I'd go just because I had other friends that like to play games as well, and they play different types of games, and uh, it's, just, it's just been a ton of fun to do that, and it's but been hard enough not to do it. the quarantine has given me a co-host. There you go. And a steady buddy to play games with. But I would have done the co-hosting thing even without the quarantine, and I would continue to play games even without the quarantine thing. So. Time will tell, we'll sir. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe. So if he, if he, now... Soon as I, they lift the quarantine, my, I'm out. I'm fan, my <laughs> friends and my fans here. If he quits on us, <laughs> I'll give you his address. <laughs> I am not gonna quit. Find him I won't and quit stab. you. I won't quit you. Okay. Oh, that's starting to get. Wish a little, I could quit you. That's getting a little weird now. Is it? It's actually one of my favorite movies, but it's a little weird. Just a little weird. Because kind of yeah, a little bit. Yeah, got weird. Yep, just got weird. Got okay. real. Well, anyway. <laughs> I'm out. I gotta go. Um, but that so that's so to sort of sort of recap. Uh, send us an email for the promos. Yes, Western Legends, Bunny Kingdom, and Aegis, and then mm. congratulations to our winner for Isle of the Cats, which was oh yeah Brian Jack. Yep, and Taywich Walken was uh for the uh, randy the promo. He, he won that the, the promo yep. and then our next giveaway is fences by bearded board games and the phrase is she, she thinks my tractor's sexy it really turns around <laughs> i didn't have it queued up this time plus i'm not sure how much we can get away with on yeah that, not so. much yeah. i think that's about uh, it that's what we could get away with um played so it's a great game uh it very is. fun it's a small box it gives you really that Carcassonne feel, yep. but farm. With, yeah, and <laughs> and there's cards that have give you goals and that kind of thing. It's just yeah, you get a player ability, and you have two different uh, goals on each player card, and obviously the best one was Farmer Joe. Yeah, Farmer Joe. Um, but funnily enough, uh, there are a couple character cards which are cats. <laughs> oh yeah, those are cool too. Actually, <laughs> so if you like tile placement games, I, I strongly encourage you. And you want to be a dairy farm cat. Yes, uh, it's it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I know the guys that put out the the game. They did really really a lot of work on it. I actually talked about it previously a few yep. times in the podcast. Oh yeah. Um, so check it out. Uh, we'll have a copy of that to give away. Um, all you have to do is send your entries into Average Joe's Gaming Podcast at Outlook or you can message us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll take those entries as well. Yep. Uh, just try to try to spread it out a little bit. Um, I know Tom had said one entry per email address, uh, so that's from here going forward. So yeah, I would um, say so. Yeah, just to make it fair for you people. can enter into more than one thing though. Yeah, if you want, so if one you of the want promos. to enter into all three of the promos and fences, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, you can do that. So sure. and let us know which promo you're interested in. Yeah, definitely tell us that. I mean, otherwise yeah. you're just gonna get a oh, bunch of junk like that I don't Bunny, want. Bunny Kingdom that. No, I don't even know him. Yeah, I wanted Western Legends. What's going on here, guys? There you go. So, uh, thanks for all of our listeners. Um, That's it for me. That's all I got. So, until next time, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. Thank you all for listening. Hey, follow us on Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast and the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast group. You can follow us on Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming and on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. And you can stream a number of different videos on YouTube.
You can also f- listen to our podcast on Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa and TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Castro, Podchaser, Pandora, and SGP Radio. As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs. From small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes, there's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly.